A lot of black immigrants are really shocked at what happened to Patrick LaYoya. And we want to go a little deeper into this particular story because a lot of this have them scared because they really believed a lot of lies about America. And many of us would say, now, have you not seen the protests that we are protesting? Have you not seen the police, you know, killings of black people? Have you not seen anything like that? But yet they come into America and they had a lot of them have made a grave mistake. The grave mistake that a lot of them have made is to separate themselves from black Americans. It is very asinine to separate yourself away from black Americans because we have been living in this country for hundreds of years. We know the white supremacist. A lot of that that you see also is because let's call it what it is. A lot of African brothers and sisters um, believe in that white Jesus and anyone related to white Jesus in a mind is white people. They believe anything they tell them, especially when we have heard many, many times that uh, black immigrants said they've been told at the immigration place to stay away from black Americans. But if they would have not, listen to these folks at the immigration and actually made the right decision, then they would be more protected in America and they would be more on code. So let's go ahead and get into this. So they said that when the Loyola family arrived in the U S in 2014, they say after facing years of war and persecution in a democratic Republic of the Congo, they said the refugees thought they had finally made it. So they were living in Malawi. Okay. They was in the continent when they want asylum to live in the U S part of a growing number of refugees from the Congo in Michigan. Uh, they said, and I quote, they told us in America, there's peace, there's safety. You're not going to see killing anymore. That is, that was basically a safe haven. Dorcas Loyola um, said in the Congolese during an interview with the Detroit free press. Now listen to what this man said. This is crazy. Let me repeat this again. He say, they told us, who is they? Who is they? I want to know who they is. Told us that in America, there is peace. Huh? There's not one day of peace in America. Every day, somebody getting shot and killed, maimed, some, somebody getting abducted. Like, what, what, I mean, peace? There's no peace in this land. There was peace. Listen, I understand that certain pockets of the African continent got problems. And if you, I always told y'all, if you wanted to find out what the problems at and look deep into it, you go find the white supremacists in it. That's why the problems are there, but not every country in the African continent got a problem. African tigers just went to the Congo. Matter of fact, and she showed all the nice cities and, and, and how, you know, really, you know, beautiful it was in, in the Congo, you know, so not every place, even in the Congo is like that. Now I heard them areas where, where the mines are at. That's when all of the drama is going off at. And you say the war and all of that. And it's because of the white supremacist. And they he said that they, they told him you're not going to see killing anymore. I mean, it, this is crazy. This is so crazy. But they said this money talking about his firstborn son, Patrick was, you know, of course he was shot in the back of the head. It came out for sure. Uh, incident that outraged civil rights advocates and led to protests in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, Loyola's uh, death, they say, was, um, like others, 
is they can rattle a sense of security of, for black immigrants or refugees who come to the U.S. to escape violence only to find themselves vulnerable to the same brutality and racism black Americans encounter from police, as well as the additional specter of federal immigration authorities. Now, see, th- this is the problem, even with that. The danger, and like I said, once again, the mistake they made is to say that I'm different. I'm not like them black Americans. So I don't have to befriend them. I'm going to go to Michigan and go find other Congolese people like me who never lived in this land, who don't know the white supremacists like that. Understand? Now, this woman here by the name of Nana Gayemfi, she said, it's shocking to black immigrants who have this vision of the United States as the land of the free and home of the brave. She said, there is a notion that police here are going to be different. Now she's from the black Alliance for just immigration. Uh, they say is that about 4.6 million or one in 10 black people live in America are immigrants. And that number is projected double by 2060. It said, according to a January report from Pew research center, it said the black immigrant population is racially and diverse. It said, but in the last decade, Africans have become one of the fastest growing segments through refugee admissions and diversity lottery uh, programs. They said, although refugee admissions hit a record low in 2021 over the past two fiscal years, people from the Congo became the largest group of refugees to settle in Michigan and Grand Rapids is home of the largest Congolese refugee population in the state. Thanks to employment opportunities, as well as family and social connections like churches. Uh, There we go. Um, Said Chris Kavanaugh. Okay, so they say that Samaritans, they say, helps refugees meet many of their immediate needs and offer uh, a cultural orientation of what it means for to live life in America, he said. But they didn't talk much about racial implications of being black in America until George Floyd's uh, murder sparked a nationwide racial justice protest movement in 2020. It's now they say in the wake of Loyola's death. They said that Samaritus is hoping to support refugee communities by providing resources to help them access services in their native language during the interactions with law enforcement. Now they said certainly the Congolese community is feeling some fear, kind of scared of what happened. And he said, rightfully so. He said those maybe who have much less English skills, he said, are just more apprehensive by getting pulled over how they respond in the situation. Now, once again, you should have, should have, should have got with black Americans, but some of you, not all, but some of you come over here and some of you say that I'm different. I'm better than the black Americans. I work hard. How come I work hard and they not working hard? Well, you know, working hard to still get a bullet in the back of your head. All that hard work you're doing is letting you know, see in America, it, it, it doesn't matter where you come from. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what language you speak. If you come into this country, they label you as black. You just a, a black person speak a different language. And actually it may be more apprehensive around you. Could you speak a different language because they don't know what you're saying. So we, you ought to really know how the white supremacists feel about that. When you speak in a different language around them, Oh boy, they get on high alert with that. Cause in their mind, they thinking you plotting to, to attack them. That's how they think. They do that to every group. You know, they do it with the Hispanics. They do it with, with the different Asian groups. They get mad when somebody speaks a different language around them. And you a Negro speaking a different language around them? That's even worse. 
Now they said many black immigrants and refugees are surprised to say when they encounter violence, both police and immigration officials say we have to deal with violence that police inflict on us because we're black and say then additional violence is often inflicted on us by ice and the immigration enforcement system because our migrant status say, but black migrants have been long subjected to racism, brutality that disproportionately affects black Americans. Um, they're black. Why do you think they're going to have an escape? See, I see the finesse here. Uh, somebody told them that, that they were different than us and that they don't, they, you know, we are the ones that's, that's going to be targeted and you don't have nothing to worry about. You can just live in your immigrant communities. You're good. You know, and, and you're not no gang. You're not gang banging. You're not out here doing this and that and the third. So, Hey, you are the preferred blacks. And what happened with, with, with brother Patrick here, uh, the, the preferred blacks, uh, mindset is, has to go away. Now they said protests as they broke out. We talk about the history here several weeks, 1999 African, a Guinean immigrant, Amadou Diallo, which I do remember that it was killed by four white police officers in New York city who said they thought his wallet was a gun. All four officers were acquitted of second degree murder charge that same year. It said Patrick Dorismond, a 26 year old Haitian American was killed by police sparking another way of protest in New York in 2016 prosecutors declined uh, to charge a suburban San Diego police officer for fatally shooting 30 year old Alfredo. I'm sorry, Alfred Olongo. It said who arrived in the United States as a refugee from Uganda in 1991. Then Amber Geiger, we know about that, uh, ended up killing both of John and he's from St. Lucia. Now I said black immigrants are also disproportionately detained and, and deported by ice. It said, and it said, um, it's embedded in immigration laws. It said, are these anti-black aspects beginning with the visa system? You said, they face the double barrel racism when it comes to law enforcement. They say, although they're only 7% of the non-citizen population, they say black immigrants are make up 20% of those who deported on criminal grounds. According to a 2018 report from the black Alliance of just immigration, they say even minor offense can trigger deportation proceedings. They which can common uh, interactions with police at traffic stops more tense. They said black drivers in Michigan are more likely to be pulled over search and arrested by troopers. A study in 2020 uh, found, Okay. So continuing. Now I said the way most black immigrants end up getting deported is through contact with the police. It said there is, it said an awareness that can happen and there's a lot of anxiety around any type of police contact. Well, most black people don't want to have any kind of police contact just period. But you would have been instructed on that. If you would have came highly at the black you know, community when you got here. Now it said, uh, Hing, which is, he's a lawyer. His name is Bill Hing. He's an Asian person. He said he's a founder of immigrant legal resource said more immigration advocacy organizations that began paying attention to this issue in the wake of Florida's death. Their personal experience of racism, high profile cases like Loyola's, uh, have also started to shift the way black migrants view themselves. Now this, this is, this is very interesting here. What I'm about to read. He said they may start out seeing themselves as different from black Americans. And that, and that's what actually prompted me to start doing, to do this particular broadcast. This last part I'm, about, I'm reading to you. They may start out seeing themselves as different from black Americans. Now, we have been calling this out. Many of us, when they, when they're having these, you know, calling saying different names about us, 
calling us Akata and, you know, calling us Abid and Jareer and all these different names that they call black Americans. Right. And rightfully so. But we tried to tell them, we tried to tell them, we tried to tell them, we've been saying, Hey, you're not different, bro. I don't care what you religion you, 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 uh, 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 worship. I don't care how, what language you speak. Well, I speak seven languages. Great. But as long as you got that black skin in America, you one of us. No, I'm not. I'm not black American. I'm Somali. Uh, I'm Nigerian. I'm, I'm not, I'm not black. I'm, I'm this. Okay. You, you ain't black. You OJ. And see what's happening is I ain't black. I'm OJ. You find out the hard way. That's why, that's why, uh, <laughs> Jay-Z said, you said, I'm not black. I'm OJ. He said, okay. And that's what's happening to you. Okay. It's what's happening to you. Okay. Means you're going to find out the hard way. He said, but now let's continue. So he said, they, they may start off seeing themselves as different black Americans there, but realize that the mainstream, including the police treat them like any other black person. <laughs> Once again, we tried to say this now, black immigrants It's not, it's not for you to argue. It's not, this, this is not a conversation about arguing. See what, what, this is what we wanted. And this is what our ancestors actually thought about you. Okay. What we really wanted from you was to all these black immigrants in this country should be on code with us, right? We should be all one cohesive group. We should all work together. We should all shop together. We should all educate each other. We should all protect each other, keep each other safe. And, and if we're going to be here, we need to work as one cohesive group. But y'all didn't want that. We talking about a lot of black immigrants. A lot of y'all didn't want that, especially those who just came here. Now your children who's lived in this system a little bit longer and they have maybe some more cohesion with black Americans. They get it. I know it's a lot of the first generations are starting to get it a little more because they got to go to school and see the system for really how it is. But y'all chose not to want to work with us. And now a lot of you crying foul and saying, well, why y'all kind of, you know, separating yourselves and why are you saying this and why y'all doing that? And you know what I'm saying? And it, it had to be done because you ever heard a thing called, you must show yourself friendly to get friends. Black Americans, even way back the time of Dr. King, when, when Africans would come here, they would come to the black communities. Our ancestors would help them make sure they good. And that's the way we should supposed to do. But coming in here talking about, I'm going to separate. I'm going to get away. How are you going to live in a whole different country? and say, oh, I'm only going to go find some Congolese people and go live around them. Like I said before, I would never go to an African country and say, okay, I'm living here now. Let me only go find the black Americans and I only go live around black Americans. And I know nothing about the country because I insulate myself just around black Americans who come from the same place I come from. And if you insulating yourself just around black Americans, that means I'm not learning nothing. I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. So what y'all are doing, what y'all have done is put yourself in a position where you could be hurt, harm, or kill. Cause see what happened is this. I was reading that, that in, in a lot of African countries, what Patrick done 
is normal. You can get out of the car and go talk to the police in their countries. It's no issue. There's no problem to find out what's going on. If they would have went and got some instruction from black Americans, we would have told you, nah, don't do that. Don't not here. You got to sit in that car, keep your hands on that steering wheel and don't you move. Don't you move. Don't you move. Keep your hands on that steering wheel where they can see it. Cause they looking for a reason to try to uh, uh, kill you in this country. But you didn't get that instruction. We would have gave you the instruction of how even you talking about ice and all that. We would have gave you the instruction about that. That's just the police. We would have gave you the instruction, told you how these folks move, how you got to move in this country. Patrick, if you think about it, Patrick should not have been killed like that. It was a simple traffic stop, right? And, and no, he should, he should have been arrested. If anything, he should have been arrested. Right. But him getting out of that car, thinking that he was in the Congo and thinking he, he didn't, he had a language issue uh, that too. That's why you need to come talk to black Americans. That's why you need to befriend black Americans. What you need to do. And, and this is what you need to do. You need to be inviting black Americans to your communities and, and holding meetings, classes, etc. how to navigate America as a black person. Yes. You from the Congo. Yes. You from Somalia. Yes. You from Nigeria, whatever. But when you come here, you're not in your home country. So you need to move accordingly. It's no, it's no way I'm going to go in some country and not get some, get some friends and tell me, Hey, do this, but don't do that. I don't want to be caught up like that, but there's no reason for black immigrants to be scared about anything. There's no reason to be scared. The fact is you got to accept that you black here. Yes. I know you from whatever country you from, but when you hear you black and you need to get on cold with black Americans, get on cold with us. Tell your mama and your daddy, look, all that you talking about that, that, that we better than them. Look, mama, if we were better than them, why can't we, why, why did we come over here? If we better than them, I don't know where you get that from, but we don't want to come over to this country. So how, how are we talking about? We better than them. How, how are we better? We, we come over here talking about we want a better life. They didn't go to our country talking about that. They want a better life. The ones that do go to our country, they go by choice. They say, now one of them leave America and say, I'm going for a better life. Because I know good well when I go to the African continent, I'm not going for a quote unquote, oh, I need to leave America for a better life. I'm doing just fine in America. Just fine. I just don't like what I'm seeing in America. I don't like the, the how immoral it is. I don't like how they, how they do the food, what they put in the air, the education, the agenda. All that kind of thing that has nothing to do with my people. My people don't put any of that. They don't put the chemicals in the food. They don't put the, the chemicals in the air. They don't, they don't, they don't put the chemicals in the water. That's harming people. They're not adding, I mean, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? My people aren't in control or doing anything. They're not pushing no agenda. They're not controlling the education. My people not doing any of that to, to hurt, hurt America. That's them folks. That's what, that's, that's what they're doing. So when I'm talking about ha having a better, having peace is because I'm talking about them folks, not my people. My people are, are fine. If we had our little on, you know, we had thing is we can't even get little places where we can have some peace because they're going to come and try to infiltrate that. 
You cannot live in a land of white supremacists and expect some sort of peace. It's just not going to happen because they they, they're not peaceful people. If they would have stayed in Malawi, they would have been fine. Nobody, no police would have did that to them in Malawi. But, but when you, you come over here to America and then let me tell you something, you say all oh, these other immigrants, immigrants South of the U S border, they treat them different. Yes. They discriminate on some of them too. And let me not, let me make sure I say that they do some discrimination. Actually, I just read a, um, uh, interesting article that talk about, they say when there's more Hispanic immigration into the United States, white folks prefer to deal with black Americans over them. And I know why. At least in that instances too, because it's the language thing. I keep telling y'all white supremacists get real uh, uh, nervous about anybody speaking a different language around them. They always act that way. They get, they get hella on cold with that. And they say, listen, these black Americans, you know, shoot, they, they speak our language. We know what they saying, you know, but them others, no, 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 no. They could be plotting on us and they mind anything. Everybody plotting on them. And maybe some of them could plot on them. Who knows? if you don't speak the language, right? But you are black. You are hundred percent black. You will be treated as black and just get used to that. Get used to that. Throw away that old mindset. I'm different. Throw away that dumb mindset that some people have that I'm better. You know, no, you're not better than nobody. Let me tell you something. If you're breathing air and you're sitting on the toilet to take a poop, and, and, and either you stand in it as a man or sitting as a woman to take, take a pee. That means we all equal. We all equal. Ain't nobody no different than anybody. That's what make everybody equal right there. Where you come from, how much money you got don't mean crap because anything can be taken away from you, but everybody needs to breathe. Everybody needs to use the bathroom. Everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs a place to stay. All that makes us equal. I'm not better than no other black person in the, in the, in the, in the world. And they're not better than me. We all equal. If we understand that we all equal and on the same team and try to work together, that would be better. But unfortunately, you got some of them that's still on that. Well, I'm different. I'm not like y'all. Okay. Well, you, you, you'll find out the hard way. The race soldiers are always going to give you a good lesson. So my advice to black immigrants, befriend black Americans, ask many questions, learn. Matter of fact, marry black Americans. That'll be better for the relationships. Actually marry black Americans. Um, that way it could be, you know, the culture be, both cultures could be uh, put together, you know, things like that. You know what I'm saying? That's the best way to get rid of a lot of things is marry each other, you know, cause you know, you talking about you different, but, but you know, Oh, and I, them black Americans, some of them say, but then you go marry Zaddy. So Zad, Zaddy is not your people at all. It's okay to marry Zaddy, but not a black American what kind of crap is that, you know, but that's, that's that old, that's that old, you know, raccoon gene that, that, that some of you have, or at least, you know, on that. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. We appreciate all your support to the podcast uh, that you have been doing. Uh, making sure, you know, you subscribe is very important and share this with your friends and family. We having these real conversations over here on the podcast It's very important, uh, to us as black people. Um, this podcast is definitely was created, um, because of the desire of what people, you know, wanted from me. And so this is why we do have the podcast. Um, we would have never probably even put this podcast on YouTube. It would have been for the people. So, uh, we greatly appreciate, uh, you, 
in, encouraging us to do so. Uh, make sure you click that like button. That's, that's very, very important. And also, uh, if you enjoy the program, make sure you leave a love offering. That'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, you know, we got cash app. You know, you can do super chat. If you super chat it this time around, we greatly appreciate it. After the you know program is over, if you want to do a super thanks or cash app after the program, greatly appreciate that as well. So once again, we appreciate you coming over. And you had a lot of choices you could have made, but you chose us. And we happy about that. And see you next time.